If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Andrew, Sunzi, Stephanie, Natasha, Laura, Goradica, Vance, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Nathan, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, John, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out daily. So uh, here we are in Kansas City. We just watched this all together in the same room. Yes. Michael P. Randolph farted on me during this viewing. (laughs) (laughs) And I made a joke because we were eating crab rangoon pizza that the smell of it was crab rangoon. And now I am sitting in my bedroom alone in a cloud of crap rangoon farts that I created myself. This is really a hell of my own making. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, we all got together in Kansas City and watched Dash Dead Cam. Stream. Wait, I mean, Dead, Dead Stream. No, this is yes. way better than Dash Cam. This is if Dash Cam's it was. protagonist was not a bag full of shit. Here's what I will say between the two. Tell me everything, Paige. This is a better movie and a better story, however. Way better. I think the horror parts of Dash Cam are still scarier and the effects are better. Oof, and so okay, there's a yeah. part of me that like, if I could marry the two, I would marry... The main story of this one with the scares of Dashcam, personally. Yeah, but like the the main character of this one instead of the main yes. character of Dashcam. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The guy in this super charming, loved him, <laughs> thought he was hilarious, <laughs> loved everything about that. Dude. I wonder why. <laughs> he's still he's definitely still annoying. Like he is still annoying. Yeah. But I do like that the movie recognizes that he is annoying and they're playing with it. Do you think he comes off as annoying? Yes, Yes. 100%. I think people with that personality really do come off as annoying. And I can't really put my finger on it, but it's like something about that personality and that character specifically remind me of something in my life. See, it's not because it reminds me of Todd. I think Todd is a lot more self-aware than this. I wouldn't go that far, Paige. (laughs) 
Paige, you're in a real good mood today. Thank you. <laughs> I carried her luggage in today. That's why she's That's right. on he my side. He was nice side. to me. <laughs> oh. uh, I think that this guy has something that a lot of YouTubers and, and other people have, which is like a desperation and a need to be like that yeah. you can like smell through the screen. And I think that he captures that perfectly. I mean, like obviously he's an actor, right? Yeah. I think he crushes that. YouTube personality perfectly. Yes. So I picked the film because I really like the scares of Dashcam, but not the story as much and the, yeah. yes. the main character as much. And I watched this and it made me laugh. One, I think it's really funny and it kind of suckers you in by like being like, oh, this is like a straight comedy, like horror comedy. Yes. And then like you get like 35 minutes it in. Gets and it gets legit just like, scary. But then the humor always works throughout the film. Yeah, I was going to yes. say that. I think that's an important piece of why I think this is a super scary movie, but maybe the best movie we've done in a while as far as like mm. it being super watchable. And the comedy beats, even after it gets super scary, still super work. Beef Cam is hilarious. Oh, Beef Cam is hilarious. And that's at one of the most tense moments in the movie. Yes, but, but like, it's so funny. It helps break that tension a little bit, and you're just like back in it, ready for another scare, which I hated this movie, guys. Like, it, I <laughs> loved so much about it, but I hope to never watch it again. I <laughs> jumped out of my skin like, Five or six times. I mean, you were there. You saw it. I did. I really like it. It gives me a lot of like Evil Dev vibes. Yes. yes. There's actually, in fun facts, there's a couple hidden Easter eggs that I will reveal that are Evil Dead-like. No doubt. But like, I, I liked it. I thought it was scary. It, it worked for me. It was really funny. And then like a fan showing up to a live stream to like Holy be with you shit. is maybe the scariest thing. Yes. I, think I think if you're a content creator, some of these jokes like really hit in a way that's yes. stupidly funny. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, it really hit in a way for me that I felt very like seen and then also like made fun of, which is also an area I'm comfortable with. Yes. So like it was enjoyable to watch because don't get me wrong when he is like talking directly down the barrel of his GoPro camera that's like streaming and he's like over speaking and all of that shit. I was like, oh, fuck, I do this a lot. Like, I, I, so there was a lot of this. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I honestly, Mikey, I need to show and Paige. I need to show both of you guys like the earliest YouTube videos I did. Oh, we just watched it though. Because like, you'll we, be we just watched it all <laughs> together. Yeah. No, I mean like it was bad. It was bad. I mean, I think one of my favorite things like that that really is for like either people who watch a lot of this content or create a lot of this content is when one of the ghosts at the end is smashing his head into the floor and she just says smash that like button I was like yeah. yes yeah those comedy yes. beats super work and that's also oh, yeah. at a super scary moment because she has just like popped out of nowhere and thrown him to the ground you know like it's yeah. super scary but she is wanting people to smash that like and subscribe button smash well it. her whole Mythos is about like influencing people and fame and all that Very stuff, which oh, I, think, yeah. I think is really funny. Because she was a content creator in the 1880s. Yeah. The demonetized pun yeah. is, is very, basically very why funny. I, the whole reason I picked the movie. So, yes. Uh, for me, I liked this a lot because it, it does feel a little Evil Dead adjacent. Oh, like, yeah. If, if, I feel like if you like Evil Dead and, and if you like Evil Dead and you're a content creator of any, any kind, this would be hilarious. But if you like Evil Dead, and you are interested in kind of what that would look like in a new media format. I think this is a great representation of that. Yeah. And it's Evil Daddy in the like, you know, the effects are not always great. Uh, there's a lot of shaky cam. And as much as I, I would love like 
dash cam level effects uh, because dash cam, the effects in dash cam are fucking terrifying. I think that to a degree, the goofiness of this is somewhat like it, it all kind of ties together. It works. It's one of those things where like I want to see someone give this person a lot of money and then see what they do with it. Yes. yes. And it's a husband and wife yeah. duo, which I didn't know until the very end when they like Me pop neither. up the credits. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, like that's cool too. That it's a husband and wife that put this together and did like almost all of the jobs that made up this movie, like the acting, all of that stuff. Mm. But I want someone to give them $60 million and have them make three movies. I bet those movies would be amazing. Absolutely. I know this. We've not recorded in the same house in a long time, and Todd is so loud. <laughs> is, he is just so loud. It's not like, fair to say. I am literally in the room next to yours, and there's no door in between us. I can hear you echoing out of... Paige's mic locked in her room so that's how loud <laughs> this is how I talk normally you know that we're friends I would say we're more business partners at this point <laughs> well I guess that's else. true yeah so we're in Kansas City for Panic Fest and yes. we're gonna record a couple episodes while we're here yeah and enjoy each other's company oh yeah I mean the show's on Saturday we got here on Wednesday right and we're like just hanging out together for a few days and then we're gonna <laughs> just hang out together for a few days after and then go home so it's like a yes. what do they call those like a company retreat yeah, it's or a something? company retreat yeah that's yes. what but I was so excited to watch this in person with y'all and show this movie the all in person because I, I I've been trying to find movies that scare us as much. And, and I, I was, I did it. I went on a good run with like incantation. And that was the last time we did a scare the shit out of Todd month. And you guys really dug deep and found some scary ones. And I, I'll say this. This was as scary as those movies were. No, incantation is so much scarier. Incantation than probably is a little bit scary. Although I can't remember what I gave incantation and I'm going to score this high. I think you gave it like a seven or an eight. Yeah. And I think I'm going to give this a three. Oh, fuck oh. that. Oh, man. Mikey, you watched this movie with me. Like, it was, it was I did, a three. But with the first time I watched this, I was I was very scared. Yeah. I, I laughed through a lot of this movie. And, but I will say there were like three or four legit jump scares that fuck. we all were like, oh, no. Oh, Dude, my when, God. when he moves the tablet and her face is right there, I thought I shit myself. <laughs> like, I was brushing oh. my teeth in Mikey's bathroom. Like, it was so <laughs> scary. <laughs> Mikey did not care for that joke. I apologize, sir. I mean, we did get a bunch of Diet Dr. Pepper at Target, so it's only a matter of time before one of us graces one of these Airbnb bathrooms with a surprise. I love that we spent $212 exactly at Target on food alone and then came home uh -huh. and ordered $100 worth of pizza. Okay, but that pizza was fire. <laughs> We're so I feel like bad this is fiscally irresponsible. Company no, plot. no. I'm taking control of this podcast. No. <laughs> if you were watching our social media, you may have noticed uh, that we were eating crab rangoon pizza, mac and cheese pizza, and mac and cheese pizza, Ooh, and bitch. pepperoni. That crab rangoon pizza was surprisingly delicious. It's like a flavors you don't expect. I didn't touch the stuff. It was good, Todd. I believe you. I just don't like seafood. Plus, I was pretty full on my mac and cheese pizza. It didn't taste seafoody. It more just tasted like rich, where you got like a little bit of saltiness and then the like good. cream it cheese and really then the, the, the like chili <sighs> drizzle on it. It was good. And a little bit of wonton <gasps> sprinkled on. Yeah, top. a little crunch. We also got some crab rangoon dip that we couldn't yeah, so get we haven't even, even get touched to <laughs> because we were too busy eating. Because we ordered too much pizza. 
Well, we can reheat it. It's in like a reheatable thing. Yeah, so I'll make a commitment right now. I will try that when we reheat it. Yes. When we reheat <laughs> it, not rehit it. Excuse me. I was very impressed. Uh, it was very delicious. I was very impressed with this movie. Yes. From the writing to the performances of the people on the screen to, I mean, and I do get that this is like low budget horror. I actually have spent the last like 20 minutes while we were setting up looking for what the budget was and I cannot find it anywhere everywhere i've seen them talk about it the yeah. husband and wife they just say low budget low budget or ultra low I budget mean, it's one of those here, two here's the thing because they're making it and he's in it and they wrote and directed it yes and a lot of this is filmed on gopro a lot of it yes and so i strongly suspect that this is under a hundred thou like i think this is pet project level low i think so too i think honestly yeah so like the equipment they used to pull this off minus the ipads all that stuff mm -hmm. but like all the cameras all that gear i have yeah like i have all of that and it's not that expensive that's why i have it <laughs> well and it's it's a single location film yes in a location that is is probably condemned uh that they didn't have to do a lot of set dressing but it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of just him running around yeah and so like you know if you don't pay yourself a salary and you're you know maybe they paid for editing no they edited it too they edited it too yeah and they're filming it at night after their day jobs like that's sort yes, of the vibe right, yeah. i get out of this but it's also spectacular like if that's yes. the level that they're doing as like I don't want to say hobbyists, but like, you know, as low budget filmmakers, they're crushing it as low budget filmmakers. And it's it's not really criticism, but the only time you can tell it's low budget is when you get really still shots on the the creatures or the makeup. Yes. Yes. And and, and it takes you out of it a little bit, but like but but not much. You can tell that people put their heart in it and they do some creative stuff with like the camera angles yes. and like yeah. the scares and stuff. It's really creative. Chris just wanted to bite that dick. I mean, that's, <laughs> let's oh, just talk that's about so it. Like, funny. Let's that talk about it. was scary and hilarious and sort of sexy. All at once like I didn't know what to do with how I felt about that shot well she's part of the greatest generation <laughs> Mikey you're not wrong can we before we jump into this movie talk for a minute about why as a content creator a fan just showing up out of nowhere when you don't expect them is so terrifying because I feel like if you are not in the position of being a, a content creator who has people who follow your content, you might not understand why this is so scary. I have tried to explain this to people a couple times and I'll try. So when you consume content, listen to podcasts, watch people on stage. Or YouTube or Twitch or whatever. Anything. Yeah. You get a very detailed view of what people are trying to show you. Yeah. And it can very much make it feel like you know someone very well. Yeah. However, on the flip side, the person making that content makes that content in a vacuum. So like we sit here and record and like we know each other, we talk to each other, we hang out with each other, but we don't know any of you. I mean, like maybe a handful of you that we've like met at meetups over the years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's say hypothetically you make a joke about pasteurization and <laughs> Paige and Todd don't like it. But like the general vibe out in the community is that it was a good joke, you know? <laughs> I honestly will admit, Mikey, a lot of people did DM me directly to say that that joke was a banger and I'm just dumb and I'll take that. Like that's I'm fine with that feedback. No, I'm, I'm going to stand on this because <laughs> pasteurization is not about pastures. It's named after Louis Pasteur. I can't. We can't get into this right now. Paige did some research so she could rebut this. This is what's happened. <laughs> it's a it's a pun. 
It's a double entendre, but non-sexual. It's, it's neither. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, sometimes you'll be out in your regular life and someone will recognize you or something and run up to you and be like, oh my God, this. And if you're not expecting it, for us, it's the equivalent of a stranger running up to you and suddenly knowing a lot about you and you don't know why and you know nothing about them and it's a very confusing, disconcerting experience. At like a meetup or something where we're ready to see you, we know that's what's going to happen. But if you're not ready for it to happen, it can be kind of terrifying. Yeah. And so that on its own is terrifying. And then on top of that, she turns out to be a ghost. I knew she was going to be a ghost. I could I know. just tell. Because how'd she get into the house? Exactly. Yeah, no, like for sure. Exactly, Paige. I've actually had someone do that to me while I was live streaming when I lived in San Diego. Ooh. But it was a legit friend of mine. He didn't tell me he was going to like go to where I was. And I think he may have been out and just checked in with my stream to where I was and sort of walked over because I was close to sort of the gas lamp district where he worked. Anyway, so like he just showed up and it scared me so much. I mean, I I knew I was like, oh, my man, I, I love that guy. So he's great. Like, it's fine. But it scared me so much that that is so easy to do. Yes. That I stopped doing like in the world streams. I only did like three and I sort of hated it because it does sort of make you the worst version of yourself. If that makes sense. I feel like there should be some responsibility there. Like maybe you make yourself the worst version of yourself. Well, that's why I stopped doing it. No, no, no. I completely <laughs> agree. That, But that's why I think you sort of have to either lean in and just be a toxic version of yourself or don't do that anymore because you know you're trying to get people to watch the stream and to do that you're doing things like you wouldn't normally do like i remember when i was out walking around san diego uh right before i moved back to nashville uh, i was like walking in the street and they'd be like hey go hit on that girl go push that guy over or whatever and i'm like i don't want to do any of those things but when he showed up when my man showed up it scared the shit out of me not that it was him but that you could do that that someone had art had recognized where you were. So I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I, I have like a, a weird in between with this where like I have to post shows and stuff so people oh, yeah. can come. But you want people to come to shows, right? I want people to come to shows. You don't want people to come to your grocery store when you're just grocery <laughs> shopping. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I understand what you're saying. And I have been recognized out in the wild before. Yeah. It's never bothered me, but it's happened legit like four times. So yes, like yeah. I would imagine like Tom Hanks gets it all the time, right? I bet he does get annoyed with it sometimes. For me, it's still like, hey, can I take a picture with you? I can't believe you recognized me, like that kind of thing, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's more novel for me. It depends on how people do it, yeah. right? Like the trouble I have sometimes at like shows and stuff is depending on the venue, I might kind of be out and around if there's not like a green room, but I still have to like check in and prepare for the thing and like yeah. get ready and remember my jokes. And so like sometimes someone will just like, like, orb up and be like I want to talk to you for 20 minutes and it's like that's so nice but I do have to go on stage I'm so sorry (laughs) yeah so like that happens sometimes but at least then I'm like well I'm at a show I'm asking for this yeah it's happened to me at like events like I go to a family thing and somebody brings a friend and then they realize that it's me that's a little strange sometimes yeah 
Um, most of the time people are cool. But yeah, when it happens just like legit in the wild, one time Mondo was at Disneyland. The first time I ever got recognized was at Disneyland. Yeah. That's <laughs> always risky. I still have the picture of the guy who walked up to me. He was like, the, yeah. You took his picture? You're like, can I take a picture with you for recognizing me? Thank you. I literally did take a picture with him. I had my, gr- my girlfriend at the time <laughs> who I'm no longer with, but like she took the picture of us together. I still have it. Not that girlfriend, but the picture. So it's happened to me, but with work, not with podcasting. Oh, and it was like one of the scariest moments of my life because, you know, I sometimes have to put people in a hospital and um, yeah, so I'm in a parking garage. It's like dark. It's at night. Oh, my God. Mikey set the terrifying scene. Good <laughs> God. Could it be more scary? Parking garage late at night. And I'm like the third floor. Like I'm, I'm like in the like it would take a long time for me to get out of a parking. Yeah. Room. You're going to get winded. You can't jump out. You're too high up. You're trapped. Seemingly out of nowhere. I hear Mike. Oh, no, oh. no. And out of two cars comes an unhoused individual. I'm sorry. He came out of two separate vehicles. Like between two cars. Oh, in between two oh, cars. Yeah. <laughs> he got out of one, got into the other, then got out. He's he appears unhoused and i believe he was at the time sure and he like starts just coming up to me because he's like fairly close like he's like mike and i was like this is it this is how i die i die this is how i die so is this someone you would help before and he remembered you (laughs) yeah okay yeah and i didn't recognize until he got very close and i was like oh and then he hugged me and he was like, thank you for helping me. Okay. Now, Mikey, I know this because I'm your friend. When when he hugged you, did you uh, push him and say, stop hugging me, Todd? It's weird. Stop forcing this on me. Or No, no. I gave him, I gave him the three backpack. Oh, oh. So you actually hugged this person you barely know. Okay. That's, okay. I get it. That's fine. That's fine. That makes sense. Yeah. Of course you would. And and then he left. He like, he was like, thank you. And then he like went on his way and I went on my way. And I was like, I was like man, I thought I was going to die. So I, I want to point out that pages in my stories were like, yeah, people notice this out in the wild. And Mikey's was like, here's this guy whose life I may have saved who uh, wanted to hug me um, because of the great work I do here in the Nashville metropolitan area. And uh, I've never been so high-roaded in my life. <laughs> well, And I love everything about it. I was going to say, it's it's hard to listen to your stories from up here on the high road. <laughs> Allow me to low-road us for a bit. So... I have been distracted for the last five minutes because I have the fun facts up and all of my targeted ads, all of them are for King's Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. Paige, how else am I going to get a six pack if I don't eat King's Hawaiian rolls? That's how you get the abs. I know. That's how you get the abs. Just like when my cousin tried to get bigger tits as a teenager and ate a bunch of carrots and then her mom had to tell her that carrots were for her eyes, not her hooters. It was a weird Thanksgiving. That all happened at Thanksgiving? She'd been eating carrots for weeks. (laughs) Guys, when he jumped out the window and it shows it from the outside, like he's like, ah, like I laughed so hard. It was so fucking funny, man. One of the things I do love about this, and what I love about my favorite horror movies is where a protagonist does stuff that I would probably do. I mean, I don't, I think he, he, him and I diverge when he goes, I'm going to do this ritual and go back inside. Oh, of course. Yeah, no. But he reacts to things pretty much how a human would react to the things going on. Yes. And that makes me stay in a movie so much better. Same. Yeah. yeah. 
I really do think that they do an amazing job with this. Movie. I would have jumped out that window if I was doing this. When that thing, then that baby came through the sheets and he had to go back the other way. I was just like, no. we all, no, all three so of wild. us. Yeah. I stood up a little bit. That moment was so scary. <laughs> that and the little forest golem. This is why it's so fun to watch movies with you because of course we're watching the movie. Of course we're paying attention. Everybody calm down. But we also are sort of mystery science theatering it to each other. Yes. I'm really excited for when we watch On the line later this week. <laughs> that's like we're doing that I think tomorrow Paige tomorrow anyway, yeah but that's gonna be a fucking bonkers episode anyway you guys have just told me the story about Molly Shannon on SNL where she like farted and then her pregnant belly went away and like oh that yeah, whole yeah, thing. yeah so I saw the the bed now had like a a kid in it under the blanket and I was gonna make the joke oh, oh maybe the bed needs to fart but yeah. as I got to the punchline, it zooms towards us. And I like, oh, I like so fast. stood up and yelled. I was so scared. I also, I loved that, you know, how Malignant has a Bacter. This had like a front. Yeah, it's front a quarto, star. right? Like that's the. It's a quarto, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Quaid, open your mind. It was like, get your ass to hell. Well, you see, if you killed your conjoined twin in the womb. And then, but then you get killed by a ghost. The soul of the conjoined twin you consumed is still on you and grows more in your afterlife. Like that is common knowledge. <laughs> is is any of that is it, any knowledge? Is that common knowledge? <laughs> is that like the common knowledge of the nude green M&M that I showed you earlier today? I will never recover from seeing that picture you showed me. Paige, while I was driving. <laughs> I put it in the rear view. I literally did see it in the rear view mirror. I almost threw up. I've put it in the rear view of my life and I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I, I literally had to put the green M&M in my rear view and never think about her again. <laughs> never think about her very wide boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even that that I had a problem with. Yeah, but they changed her shoes, you know? They changed her shoes. Yeah. It's the, shoes, it's the less really. fuckable shoes. Let's protest and be real weird about it. It's okay. I'm going to take my machine gun and shoot up a bunch of M&M packets. You guys no, realize if we feet, did no. either of those things, we would be on Fox News as like canceled podcasters and we would just become right wing grifters and terrible people. At Ugh, this point, like I'm like 30% sure I could do that based on just sarcasm alone like if i just started speaking in only sarcasm i could get there i like the arts too much to hang out with those people honestly yeah i couldn't do it they're like you seem to hang out with way too many of the gays <laughs> i'm like yeah they would cut to me as a fox news pundit and be like cut to my game like yeah everyone needs machine guns to shoot everybody don't we all need to kill everyone with our machine guns and like he makes a great point like no one gets <laughs> no one understands that Mikey's been doing a bit for six years, but you're paying him five hundred thousand dollars to be this Fox News <laughs> yeah. commentator. So he's going to keep doing the bit if you're going to keep paying him a lot. Yeah. Just be like, let's go to Mikey. What does he think? We should force all the gays to marry. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, great point. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the colorful commentary. You know what? I was fine until Crash Bandicoot came out as non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He changed his pronouns to Jag and War. I actually don't know what kind of animal Crash Bandicoot is, but I, it's a bandicoot. It's a bandicoot. It's in the name. <laughs> it's in the name. Can you tell that I grew up in a way that I couldn't afford 
that system? <laughs> it was an N64, I think. It's a PlayStation. Crash Bandicoot was PlayStation. Yeah, it was PlayStation. Uh, we had a GameCube, but that was it. We were Poe. It was just a Rubik's Cube, but we called we it, call the, it the, the GameCube. We called it the GameCube, but man, it would take me like 10 minutes to finish it. It's Sonic and yeah. Eve, not Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's Sonic and Tails. Second, no, Sonic and Knuckles is a canon Sonic game. Come on, it everybody. It is, but it's after Sonic and Tails. Tails is Sonic's like sidekick. Why do you guys think they call him Knuckles? How are we already into Sonic's sex life? You're the one uh, you brought up M&M. Green M&M. Yeah. <laughs> Edit all this out. We've got to stop. We're, we're attracting the wrong kind of audience. I'm just like... <laughs> Hey, did you hear that the new podcast about like sexualized cartoon characters? <laughs> we have talked about how fuckable Tony the Tiger is. Look, he is an alpha king with wide ass shoulders and a deep voice. And I will hear no slander about I it. I bet he's great. I bet he is. <laughs> I mean, he's also a tiger, so he's probably pretty good with pussy. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to anyone who's uncomfortable. Get comfortable. Todd, would you spend the night in a haunted house if you were guaranteed 5.2 million viewers? Which haunted house? A real haunted one. I would spend the night at the Winchester Mystery House for that. Alone? Probably not. I don't think I can handle it. Like, I barely made it through the movie as it is. I think, Todd, I, I think you have not really examined how bad it could be to spend the night in a haunted house with Mikey and I, because <laughs> we could very easily make that a terrifying evening, whether the house wants to or not. Oh, shit. Yeah. And you guys are mean to me, like as a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Todd. It's a bit. Oh, yeah, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do sort of hate the dynamic that uh, <laughs> this like little brother, big like sister, big brother dynamic that we have. I don't love it. And I'm the youngest. By far the youngest. I'm just picturing Mikey having crab rangoon farts, just like. <laughs> Answer us if you need to speak from the beyond. It's an EVP. An extra vaporous presence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If we're just going to fuck around, let's get into the movie so we can talk about it scene by scene. All right. So we open on the intro to the stream with Sean. Um, and I do love that. It kind of sets up that his channel is him doing things that he's afraid of. And there are all these made up challenges. But my favorite is the one that you called out, Todd, which was the Baby Moses Challenge. I laughed so hard. I know. It, it's so great because it, he is like swaddled. Like he can't move. Yes. He's swaddled in a big ass blanket. He's got like a bonnet on. He has a, I call it a binky, but it's like a pacifier. Like a giant pacifier. Right? And it's like, and then they just push him in a raft and he just like fucking off down a river. Like, like white water raft. <laughs> it's so stupid. I loved it. It was so funny. It was so funny. There were a bunch of other ones. Like the cop one was really funny. The dog sledding and the freezing cold. And he's like only got his underwear on and he's like got ice all over him. It's so funny. It is wild. But this is also where we learn that he's back from six months of being canceled. Oh man. The way they reveal that shit is so <laughs> funny though, because he like comes on screen, starts talking and then like the, it, it, it makes a sound or whatever. And then like the news articles come in and like beat him up. And then he like shows his apology video as like what defeats the news stories. Yes. And that made me laugh so hard because especially if you know anything about like the big YouTubers. I mean, it yes. seems like a video. I mean, it seems directly like a video that would be very It good. is. It 1000% is like yes. your T Martin videos, so well. your PewDiePie apology videos, like all of those. They, they they feel exactly that same way. And they all have that same fucking thumbnail with him like <laughs> yes. crying or whatever. Crying, so yes. It was perfect. Like, they did such a good job nailing that 
personality type, which I recognize is very similar to mine. Like, I think the only thing you'd have to change about the personality type in the movie to make it exactly me is add a little bit of Lil Sweet, the Diet Dr. Yeah. Pepper. Lil Sweet coming out the trash. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> exactly. Justin Guarini, yeah. by the way. Yeah. If you added Lil Sweet to this guy, that's Todd. That's You end up with a Todd. Uh, this made me laugh extra hard because this was actually a plot point in the most recent Party Down season. If you hadn't had a chance to watch it, you should. Oh, interesting. Party Down. I, this is the first time I've heard you mention Party Down, Paige. Let's, uh, yeah, you know what? It's on fucking stars. <laughs> Pay for it. We write it off on our fucking taxes. I don't watch shows that were canceled because they weren't good the first time. <laughs> they were good the first. I was one of the 13,000 people watching the finale. Anyway, in the original finale... <laughs> A character does something that could potentially be misconstrued as white supremacist. And in the new season, 12 years later, it comes back and he has to make an apology video for it. Oh, love it. It's great. But it, it's very much that same like, hey, Nazis aren't cool. OK, <laughs> but it was like exactly. Thumbnail is just him crying big crocodile tears. Yeah. The whole time we watch this, Todd is turning to me. And he's like, why did he get canceled? Can you tell me why he gets canceled? I'm like, it'll it'll bring it back up later. When we find out why he got canceled, I lost my mind because like I can't point to an exact specific person who did it. But I'm like, Logan Paul would totally say that. Like he would totally do that. <laughs> like. This is just like when he went to the suicide forest. Oh, God. Yeah. The Paul brothers are not like the best people in the world. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. They, but they used to have a, I don't know, I don't think it's around anymore, but they used to actually do like something called bum fights where they would pay yes. two unhoused individuals to fight each other. I'm pretty sure that I got shut down a long time no, ago. No, that is still around. Uh, although it floats around the internet. Yes. But like... <laughs> When we found out why he got canceled, I was like, oh, that's actually not as bad as I thought it might go. Like, I was worried that we were going to get another, like, uh, who was the, the girl from the other? Oh, a dash cam. You thought it was going to be another dash I th cam. I did thought it was going to be another, like, alt-right dash cam moment, and I'm glad we didn't get that. Sorry, my brain is, like, shot. I've been up legit for 22 hours. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a little experiment here while we're... Keeping Todd awake the whole time he's in Kansas City to slowly drive him mad to replace him <laughs> with whenever, a different co-host. And whenever he starts to fall asleep, we just mash Crab Rangoon against his face. If you're a true fan of the podcast, you know we replace a host every two years. And we're basically... <laughs> oh my we're God. due. We're due, you know? I would say something that this movie does wisely different than Dash Cam is that the things that are annoying about the main character are just his personality. It doesn't I feel so attacked every time you guys say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when we find out what he did, it is one of those things that is terrible and tone deaf, yeah. but is not necessarily, it doesn't have an agenda behind it other than he wants to be famous. Oh, for sure, yeah. And he made a bad choice. It definitely reminds me of something Todd would get in trouble for. Like, he doesn't mean it maliciously, but it looks terrible on the internet, and that yes. would be... Something that Todd goes down for. That is one of my greatest fears. I understand. I, yeah, that. that makes sense. Push and believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really anymore, but like when I was first doing Twitch and stuff and like. Would you like to like, share and subscribe with us about this? Smash that like button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so everyone gather around. Let me tell you a little story about when Todd was on Twitch. Uh, and I was like, that was, <laughs> that was my full time job. So like I was doing things to drive up viewership and like, of course, that ups revenue and stuff. And I got to the point where, like, I was making pretty good money, but, like, I didn't love who I was. And I also was working. I was on stream seven hours a day, six days a week. And then after that, that I was, terrible. like, creating YouTube videos. So I was, like, working 12-hour days every day. So, like, that's another reason why I walked away from it. At least streaming full-time. I still stream some. I love it. I love the medium of it. But I can't do it full-time. But, like, 
I get that I'm a lot like this dude. <laughs> I, again, I think you are more self-aware than this guy. Well, I think that's why, and it really was more the schedule than it was me like wanting to not be the worst version of myself in that moment. Because I wasn't going to therapy at that time in my life either. So when I was like, I got to take a step back because it really did sort of destroy that relationship that I was in. And start, I, I came home and started to do therapy. I was like, I don't think I want to go back to Twitch for like the reasons you shouldn't want to do that. Yes, Not just yes. the schedule, right? But I, I do miss streaming every now and then. Well, and it's it's definitely one of those things where when, when you become a content creator and it gets popular by any stretch... You really have to keep yourself in check and be like, am I making the thing that I want to make because I want to make it? Yes. Or am I making it to try and get popular? Right. And you you really need to make the thing that you want to make because you want to make it popular or not. Oh, because yeah. if you start doing just the thing to be popular, that's when it gets bad. And that's when it gets soul crushing. Like I was a CSGO streamer. So I stream CSGO seven hours a day. Six days a week I don't know what that is It's a first person shooter game But Okay I got to a point where I built up a really good audience On that game And I got sick of playing that game That much Right Because it's mm -hmm. literally Like 40 hours of, um, a week I was playing that game So I wanted I would play other things And people would be like Why don't you just do What we like that you do Like Why don't you just keep doing That thing that got you To where you are You know And I was like Because right. I play it 40 hours a week. I have to do something else. So I, I really do on some level empathize with the main character of this movie because his income stream is his viewership, if that makes sense. Yeah. So he is sort of locked into, I, I got that in this movie. He had been sort of canceled, lost sponsorships and was in a financial bind. They don't really go into like figures, but yeah. I get that vibe from him. So like he has to do this and that made me sad for him, but also like, he can't go. He has to stay here or die. Yeah, we'd hate for him to get a job. Mikey, that job that he does is so hard. It, well, it is Yeah, really but after hard. you get fired, you're fired. Well, yeah, and if you get fired by all of the world, like, because you get canceled, <laughs> it's hard to come back from that. You can't reapply at Venus. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but, but also, I, like, I even experienced some of this of, like, I have a mortgage now, and so I'm like, yeah, I can't quit any podcasts. I can't. Wait, wait, wait. Were you thinking oh, about that? Hang on, hang on. Excellent. Hey, no, Excellent. I, it's just, Excellent. you know, hang on. it's like, it's my whole thing about having DNA and having the opportunity to murder people. You got to keep your options open. Or like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was not her saying, no, she's not thinking about it. You guys heard that, right? <laughs> I have to keep <laughs> writing for other shows to make sure that like, you know, we've got enough money to be comfortable and, yeah. and not be freaking out every month. And it's stuff like that where there are times where you're like, man, I just want to write this weird space thing that I'm working on. And it's like, no, you have to write the things that make money first. Paige. Is that the pilot you sent us? Yeah, but I, ha I had to expand it. I'm working on it this week. Paige, you got to finish that. Because I'm on vacation. Paige, it's so good. <laughs> At least the version you let us read uh, full mm -hmm. five months ago. Yeah, the newer one is expanded a little bit. It's, I like where it's going. I just need time to like. Yeah, you got to knock it out. I understand that. Yeah. And everyone I've talked to that's written stuff and I've written just a few things has always said, the thing I hate most about writing is writing. Yes. <laughs> and I, I get that so much. Like, writing is so hard. Well, in, in part, too, because, like, you get to a point where you're good enough at it that people offer you money to do it. But then you are forced to choose between writing the stuff that you want to write and like to write and the things that people pay you to write, which are not bad things no. and are not, like... It's not that you dislike doing that. And it's very cool that people give you money to write things. So few people get the chance to do that. But at the same time, you're just like, man, I just want to write about this weird space shit. But instead, I have to do like 
three research papers a week. Yeah. On top of your day job, Paige. On top of my day job. And then three podcasts. And then three podcasts. Yeah. Well, to be fair, one of those research papers is for one of the podcasts. That's that fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I, I totally get yeah. that because that's essentially why I've tried to keep a day job in all of my creative pursuits because... If you have to create to pay the bills, yes, you're probably going to have to create for somebody else and things that you don't like. Yes, so because you're just like I'm an artist, and it's like okay, yeah, you write dick jokes. <laughs> Let's be nicer. Listen, dick jokes have gotten me through some rough times in my life. So like, hey, dick jokes are flying me to Tokyo in June. <laughs> exactly, Paige. Yeah, we, we we need to move on. We got to go pick up Mondo in two hours. Yeah, at midnight. <laughs> at midnight, the witching hour. I will have been up for twenty four hours. Is when we get to go get Mondo. Oh, I guess it's going to be the bitching hour because Todd won't let us forget <laughs> that he hasn't been to sleep. All right, so let's move on. So Yeah, he, let's get into it. <laughs> he sets up this idea that he's going to do something he's afraid of, which is ghosts, and he's going to go to a haunted house uh, that he knows is haunted and stream from the haunted house. And he literally... This movie wastes no time. It is great as a found footage film because it really moves the whole time. The only time I found it dragging was a little bit in the third act, but then it just like, it's literally just pausing between scares at that point. Yeah, it is. It's freaking terrifying. Like, I think we get to the haunted house like 20 minutes in, like it's super fast. Like we see the, well, he sets up, he sets up the cameras and stuff. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, but we're there way before that though. So yeah, it's probably more like 10 or 15. It's 10 or 15 minutes. He gets there and it's following like his stream. Like he's, filmed all of this to introduce it he parks his car and then he throws his spark plugs into the woods oh wait we we have to talk about how the the, the video ends and it cuts to him at the scene oh where he's with the be. t-shirt because the t-shirt gag oh oh my god i forgot about the t-shirt joke in the, the best movie joke in the movie it's so, so good page because the video ends and then it cuts to a black screen with text on it that just says and page i'm sure you wrote it I, I got pretty yeah. close because I was taking notes on my phone. We were watching it. But it just says in 2022, a YouTube content creator went missing. This footage is the only thing that was found. This is his story, basically. Like the same thing that's at the beginning of every found yes. footage movie, it, right? It felt so Blair Witch Project to me. I thought I was <laughs> yes. on a date with Rachel and five other guys. Well, to be fair, every time you thought you were on a date with Rachel, it was not. So like this is par for the course. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's... But I did <laughs> love the reveal because it's just he yeah. pulls back the T-shirt that that text is on and he reveals that it's just a t-shirt. He's like, these uh, shirts are available in our store right now. And I thought that that was so funny. I want one of those shirts so bad. Paige, I would buy and wear that shirt. If we had that shirt, I would wear it to our show it's on Saturday. It's hysterical. Yeah. But yeah, I, no, I want one of those so bad. That was such a good gag. If you are someone who has watched uh, your fair share of like found footage yeah. movies. It's exactly that. It's so funny. It is poking fun at a found footage trope in such like a good natured and funny way. I loved it. Mm -hmm. But that's how we arrive. But he does eventually pull the spark plugs out of his car and throw them into the woods, which is insanely stupid. In, in the dark, he does this so that he doesn't run away. The funniest part to me is that when he did it, all three of us are like, he'll never find those again. I know. And then he and then later in the movie. He fucking finds <laughs> them immediately. But something else happens. But we'll get to it. But like, he must have had an Apple AirTag on both of those. I don't know how he got there so quickly. <laughs> I He got so lucky. But so he's basically like, it's a haunted mansion. He goes up to try and get inside. Everything is boarded up. Dude, and the boarding is like 
super creepy because it's not boarded up like there are boards across like the windows and stuff like you might see at a hurricane. It's boarded up like that, but also boards leaning against those boards like dug into the ground to keep yeah. whatever's in the house in the house inside yes it was so yeah. like just the outside of it is creepy as fuck well that's what an abandoned house looks like there's there's teenagers messing with it there's like stuff done with it people the, the windows are probably boarded up so there's not squatters like it, they're all creepy and they're all tagged on the inside and stuff so it's like pretty realistic and they're all about seven hundred thousand dollars in california <laughs> right. oh i was sending mikey listings that were like nine hundred dollars for a shack in santa monica you mean nine hundred thousand dollars Paige? i saw yeah, that one yeah that I was like, oh, my God, it's not even worth the ground it's sitting on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I I do think they filmed this in a real like a condemned house or like a squat house or something, because it looks like they did next to no set design or anything and just kind of used what was there. I would love to talk to them about that because I'm so curious. They have to have had unfettered access to this place for a few weeks i'd imagine to film all this i would guess this was actually probably filmed in a few days okay because you don't have that many extra that's people. true and all the cameras are like gopros on the wall and yes. yeah i mean you're sort of acting as your own cinematographer so okay yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i can see that yeah but he breaks in and then padlocks himself inside and drops the key down a grate so dumb like why because of course he has to stay there overnight i get that like that's fine but he has to get out in the morning it's Right. So dumb. I, I think he just figures that he'll find another window or something and get out right. or, or find the key or whatever. Well, I mean, and we do see him later pull the grate up and go down and get a key, although it's not the key. It's just not the same right. key. But, yes. So, I mean, I think that's what he was planning on doing. But how did he know the grate was there? How did he know the grate would come up? Like, there's so many factors that play into that that I would have to test out before I did that. Oh, yeah. It's very unwise. Yes. And he's doing it because he thinks he'll be scared and run away, not thinking that he'll need to run away because something evil is in the house yeah i think at this point in the movie he is of the impression that it doesn't exist i'm gonna do my best not to fuck with it too much yeah but he did bring his wheel of stupid so he's gonna fuck with it some because all of those things are fucking with it on some level but when he is confronted with the facts that it is haunted he does react and i think a pretty real way to that Oh, he just immediately is like, get me the fuck out of but here. Yeah. He's an idiot content creator, and I just know that I include myself in that category. He has booby trapped himself in the house in such a believable way. Like, yes. I totally bought that he would do all of those things, even though they were the dumbest things you could do in those moments. Well, he needs the money. He needs the money and he needs the views. Like, man, I understand what it's like to be in that kind of a grind, too. And I I was never in the millions. Like, this guys getting millions of views i looked at this as like me forcing myself to watch deborah logan in the dark where i'm just like no i want to leave i did this to myself and don't think (laughs) i didn't notice that you guys ordered pizza and then we stopped the movie when the pizza got here and it was still light outside and then we waited till it was dark outside to get into the scary part of the movie don't think (laughs) i didn't notice you guys played your little trick on me to get me to watch this movie in the dark when it was terrifying it worked out. We didn't plan that. We didn't know when the sun was going to go down. We just knew that our bellies would be full of yeah. crab rangoon pizza. <laughs> How dare yeah. you two team up with God to pull that over on me? God or the Ninja Turtles? Because it sounds like something they would create. What? Crab rangoon pizza? Yeah. 
They were always putting weird shit on their pizza. Yeah, they were. <laughs> anyway, Crab Rangoon Pizza, get into it. 2023. <laughs> it's the year of Crab Rangoon Pizza. I wish I remember the name of the pizza place because it was good. Old Shawnee Pizza. There you go. That's yeah. the place. It was really good, guys. Anyway, so he also at this point has his own soundtrack on cassette that he's calling. His name is Sean. Oh, it's just so good. Uh, but it's Sean Carpenter's Halloween Mix is what it's. And it does sound like John Carpenter's little brother who like really looks up to him Type is it doing does. his best job to like mimic his older brother. Yeah, just toy Casio keyboard. Do 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 do. Yes. Anyway. So he starts setting up cameras around the house. And as he does, he kind of takes us through the different rooms. There's the room downstairs where the corner man is. And he kind of takes us through the story of a man who had nightmares of a man standing in the corner and that he would whisper about the pond water being still. Yeah. Uh, so he sets up cameras there. He then goes upstairs to where Mildred, one of the people, hung herself in that hallway and kind of her bedroom beyond, and he sets up cameras there. And he also establishes that it's her house. It was built by her father. Correct. Um, to help her find a husband or like to entice someone to be like, oh, they must be a wealthy family. I bet I could marry into that. Right, right, right. So she could write like an article that was just like, come see my nice house. Triflers need not apply. <laughs> Uh, and nothing bad would ever happen, right? No 1880s version of Scrubs, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging yeah, out yeah, the please. passenger side of your best friend's carriage <laughs> trying, trying to court at me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, he he then establishes that there's a nursery where like multiple children have passed away. I think it was two baby babies and three kids. I think it was five total. But is he counting, is he counting the quarto as two? I think there were five separate kids and the quado type entity was a sixth. Okay, where it wasn't part of the kid count. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where it, it was definitely part of the Martian resistance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or to escape labor law, child labor laws, they just melded all of the child ghosts together. Yeah, and you call that one by using the, the Ouija board and just spelling out <laughs> the noise that Arnold makes on the surface of Mars. They've got That's no a, air. Got to get your ass to Mars, Quaid. Anyway. Is that a rom-com and or horror movie? It's it's neither. Damn it. It is a sci-fi action film that I love dearly because it is madness. Yeah. But anyway, all the cams are motion censored too. So occasionally it cuts to some of those cams where you know something's happening, but he hasn't noticed it. And also like you, when it cuts to those cams, because it'll automatically cut away from him, even though he's talking, right. it'll cut to the other room and you don't see anything. And that to me is super creepy. Yes. And there's one time where we don't see anything. At least I didn't see anything in the moment. And then I didn't see anything he either. goes back to it and there clearly was something there. And I think they made yep. it more easy to see. Yes. Uh -huh. Or maybe it wasn't there in the first time, but still it scared the shit out of me. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I like all his chat interactions throughout the whole thing. Oh man. Yes. Well, which we're about to start getting yeah, into yeah. that because he, he sets up cameras in the bathroom and this <laughs> is kind of when we start to get the first instances of it. Dude, the bathroom was creepy too. We'll spend more time in the bathroom later, yeah. but that shit was creepy. We will. But uh, the chat is, it, I mean, it's the same as chat on, in dash cam where it's just like, fake or like look behind you yeah. or just like tits like one thing i did like is that his chat did research for him and they would like yes. make yes. videos or whatever narratively it's really smart how it like moves the story forward some, some yes. of these some of these ways it's such an effective way to do this type of storytelling and it's so like it's cool to see because this is not a type of movie i could have envisioned before like 2010 2011 
just because this type of streaming wasn't done. You couldn't do it, right? Like YouTube was a thing, but it was starting out. Like it had been out for like three years at that point. So like, I just love seeing this type of evolution and horror. It's, it's very cool to see. It is. And I, I also like that not only is the chat driving the story and giving him suggestions and things like yeah. that, but it is also constantly taunting him about PewDiePie being better. Yeah. And that's <laughs> so funny to me, especially because PewDiePie has been canceled how many fucking times? Like so many times. Yeah, a lot. That that's the comparison made it so funny to me. I thought it was funny because... Wrath of Sean is way better than PewDiePie. Well, you know, PewDiePie almost got canceled when he was playing that one game and he said the... I, well, PewDiePie has been canceled for a lot of things. Anyway, so he <laughs> chooses one room to be his safe room. And I think one of my favorite parts about this is he's like, nothing's ever happened in this room. That's why it's going to be my safe room. And then immediately finds the sigil <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> like, immediately. I love that, too, especially thinking back on it now because... He destroys that, and then we find out a few minutes later that that is what was protecting that room from having any weird shit happen in it. Right. So now he's fucked. There is no home base safe place. Right. So, like, I loved that reveal in this movie. It was very funny. But also, it was also scary. It, like, it ramped up the oh shitness of it. It, it did. And this is also where he, he introduces the wheel of stupid things, oh. which he spins to determine what he's going to do. And But while he's doing it, he's sipping his energy drink sponsor and being like, mmm, thunder. <laughs> Just like, oh, hey, do you think Liquid Death will answer our emails? Uh, <laughs> like, real talk, though. I think they're sponsoring Panic Fest again. Are they really? Yeah, I think so. We should talk to him tomorrow. We should. So the wheel of stupid things says that he has to do a seance. It, but it's like a twister wheel. Like it's you flick it and there's like an yeah. arrow that spins and then it lands on something, right? Yeah. And the first one it lands on is seance. So he goes to the nursery <laughs> to try and talk to the children. And first he finds an evil clown doll under the bed and does this whole thing of like, okay, I'm touching something of yours. You should talk to me. It is pretty much a, hey, I got your doll. Come at me, bro. Like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, come at me, bro. <laughs> And I was like, listen, as much as I love the music of Destiny's Children, I would never hold a seance. This is just <laughs> foolish behavior. <laughs> say my name, say my name when my demon is around you. Any other day <laughs> I would call, you would say, uh, baby, how's your day? But today it ain't the same. Every other word is, ah! And okay, <laughs> could it be that you creep with another demon lady? Uh. Uh, anyway, so he uses that little doll to do what he thinks is a seance. He hears a thud and he just takes off running. <laughs> like I do love that any any sign of ghost anything, he just runs indiscriminately. Like yeah. he doesn't pay attention to where he just takes off. It was remarkable to me how much when he's running and like screaming like to get away, he looks like Mikey's dog. When uh, Mikey's uh, dog is uh, out uh, of because it is sort of like he's looking back with his head, but his arms and legs are like flailing about, running, yeah. trying to get away as fast yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, "Oh, that's just Macy." Yep, Macy is operated like a marionette. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the devil. <laughs> so, hey everyone, no need to worry. Everything s bone. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is Mikey from Harvard, I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mikey from Harvard in here <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50. To get 50% off. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, he pees in a bucket. Unprovoked. Like you don't even know it's coming. I honestly thought he was getting that bucket to turn over to sit on it, Paige. And then you hear him go zip and you start to hear the pee come out. I was like, oh, this is unprovoked. I was not ready for this. Yeah, that bucket didn't even consent to wet words. <laughs> I, I, I need you need you both to unpack this with me. Okay, let's talk okay. about it. Okay. Did this awaken something inside you? No, the, the movie <laughs> pretty much takes place real time. He yeah. pees once. There's a gallon or half a gallon of urine by the time he gets watered, bro. Yeah, that's a lot of pee. Oh, yeah. We, we're just going to reveal that immediately. Yeah. She later waterboards him or the, the demon later b- waterboards him with his own pee. So gross. But if he's only peed once, he needs to get checked out. That's a lot of pee. That's a lot of pee. And he's very dehydrated. Yeah, it's very colorful. Yeah. This waterboarding smells like asparagus for some reason. <laughs> 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 Gross. Anyway, he he pees. And while he's peeing, the chat is like, there is a ghost. Oh, my God. Check the cams. You're missing it. I love when he finally finishes up. And Mikey, he is peeing for a long time. It's like an Adam Sandler sketch. It, but like, well, it's like in A League of Their Own, the Tom <laughs> Hanks pee. <laughs> There's no crying in haunted houses, but there is. <laughs> See, around here, the house moves, not the stage. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love that when they first, like the chat reveals that there's a ghost, he like looks at the photos they've screenshotted and he's like, listen, guys, I know how Photoshop works. I've yeah, been doing this since the eighth grade. <laughs> like, I know how it works. And then he goes back and checks the time code from the screenshot they shared. And he, it, there actually is something there, guys. There's very much a Ghost. He yes. freaks out. Yeah, and immediately freaks out and it's like starts trying to get out of the house. Which listen, this is the first sign of anything real. And that is the moment that if I was in this house to begin with, which I don't think I would be, that is the moment I would leave though. 
because you have confirmation that there's some supernatural shit. He tries to leave, I think. This is the, I know it exists, so I'm not going to fuck with it part of the, it doesn't exist, but if it does, don't fuck with it. Like paradigm. So he he doesn't leave because his whole thing with the sponsor is that he has to check anything out, right? So, but this is where he's like, I'm very nervous about this. Send puppies. uh, Watch me soar is what he says. Because I'm a nerd, I was like, oh, that's a wash reference. Like, I'm a leaf on the oh, wind, from watch Firefly? me soar. Yeah, those are his <laughs> last words. I, maybe that's exactly what it is. I know. That's why I thought it might have been a wash reference. But he doesn't die in this moment. So I, I it probably isn't. Yeah. Because, like, that's the last thing he says before Wash dies, I believe. Um, But he, like, tries to go up to check on the nursery and sees the door start to open. No. He takes off running. And all of that, like, that's all practical effects. It literally yes. is someone just opening the door behind it. Like, my brain can rationalize that out in the moment. When I'm watching the movie I am terrified that there is a ghost behind me about to murder me like that is the mm-hmm. level of scared I am I hate it so much well he he takes off running back to the safe room but the door to the safe room opens and who should be there but a fan oh no Chrissy Chrissy, Chrissy. do you think this ghost has been watching people stream for so long and that's how it can act like a good fan or do you think this ghost like absorb the internet I think it's whoever is there yeah, we, I mean, we do know because we watched the movie that this is Mildred, but it's just manifesting as Chrissy. And I think Mildred knows how to play along because she's been watching the stream the whole time he's been in the house for an hour or so while he's setting up the cameras and doing all the talking with the stream and stuff like that. So, like, in my mind, she was just learning all she needed to learn so she could do this to start driving him crazy to get the results she wants. Right. Well, and... She very quickly is like, no, I'm a fan. I'm this. And and the fact that he is not terrified of her. Yeah. And that he's more just, no, I'm like, fuck her, run. She's as dangerous as anything in the house. Well, absolutely. But chat being what chat is on things like Twitch, <laughs> they were like, yo, Chrissy's hot. Chrissy stays. Don't get Chrissy out. Yeah. Ask Chrissy for her number. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I hate that because I know this woman is evil because I've seen horror movies before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... I knew that she was not going anywhere. And he like puts it, he puts it to a poll. Like he has them vote and she crushes the vote. So she stays. <laughs> yeah, she stays. <laughs> now they start to go check things out and she seems to just disappear. When I watched this the first time without y'all, I thought either she was just added at first. I was like, okay, she's either evil, which pretty comes apparent quickly. Yes. Or she is a fan that is a little unhinged sure but also added to up the body count i thought she might be there to up the body count but very quickly was like nah something's not but right I, when she turns i never see it coming you you just don't see it it's so I'm, i mean i knew something was going to happen i didn't expect it to be what it was because essentially they go looking around they end up back in that closet yeah because where they were they get scared back to the closet yeah, they go into, there's like a little basement area. They find a, a trunk that has her poetry and a little box that they take. Yeah. And they go back upstairs. But the poetry that uh, is in that book, it's sort of like a diary looking thing, honestly. It's Mildred's, yeah. Yeah, it's Mildred's, which is, it, we see and they confirm, but it's like a book of poetry. But po- one of the lines is the line that the... About the pond water. Yeah, the pond water line that the, not tall man, but the... Corner man. The corner man, thank you, was repeating. It's because she wants everyone to know her poetry like Vogon poetry. Like, that's essentially her arc in this movie. (laughs) Her arc in this movie is she wanted to be an influencer in the 1880s. And, like, she sold her soul to the devil. Like I I think... 
her arc is a foil to his arc, which is they both really enjoy what they do. Yeah. And but Mikey, I think that this movie is sort of saying that in order to be uber successful at that you sort of have to sell your soul to the devil see this is where yeah. this movie and jennifer's body collide and it's one of my favorite uh, I do parts like of jennifer's it. i like body. it a lot <laughs> yeah because they're basically the same person is what this movie basically yes. says if if you're an indie band and you don't get on letterman you basically just have to sell your soul to the devil it's your only option yeah and i enjoy that reading of this movie like there's so much for me specifically to love about this movie and I just found it terrifying. Yeah. So she keeps suggesting that they go upstairs. Like, oh, let's let's go to Corner Man's room or let's go to this room or that room. She kind of leads him to that cellar and then puts on an amulet. And I was like, no, not the amulet. Amulets are always bad. She puts it on right in front of him. Like, I saw that mm -hmm. and I was like, that's not good. Like, she know she recognized that amulet and she is putting it on for some reason your screen. I don't know, man. I, when you're when you meet fans in person, because I've only done it a couple times, and I've been weird, not weirded out. That's the wrong word. But it's it's a new experience that is uncomfortable. It's just weird, and so you don't you don't know what it to is expect. a weird experience. I will I'll, I'll I'll admit that. I I mean I chalk it up to people who know a lot about you, but you don't have the same like you don't know about them, right? Normally, when you make friends in real life, you guys, you learn about each other at the same time, right? Yeah. And like, I, I come from like a family, a group of friends and a work environment where it's like, if you make, if you like start saying something you know about me and I didn't tell you, I'm like, who told you? Yeah. <laughs> tell me who it is. <laughs> I didn't realize you grew up with Jack Bauer. No, yeah. it's more like, it's more like the dark. Night. I'm like, where's Rachel? Who told you I shit my pants? Yeah, we did. <laughs> That's the other thing too. It's like you you forget the things that you say on the podcast almost right after they leave your mouth. Yeah. And so like it is this experience of somebody seeming to know you a lot and then you don't know them at all and it really kind of puts you on weird footing. That's why it's better at meetups where we're prepared for that. Yeah, it is sort of like we are the world's cl most clueless criminals that are under surveillance. And like we're meeting the FBI agents that have like been spending all this time listening in on our private conversations with right, each other right, you know right. <laughs> like yeah, we yeah, finally yeah. get arrested and they know everything about us and we're like just meeting these officers for the first time yes they're like you're under arrest for being hilarious i'm like oh you're so thirsty how do you do you know all this stuff about me <laughs> there were there were i got a thirst tweet about mikey today i was like what? why are you texting me this let's read it because it it made me so happy can i read I'm, it you can read it I'm not going to out who it was, but it says, damn, Mikey is the thick with two C's. God, <laughs> praise the thick, but spelled T-H-I-C-K. So like thick appears twice in this thirst tweet to page yes. about Mikey. Yes. But spelled two different ways with two they different They were really meanings, emphasizing that thickness. And I understand both of them perfectly. Come on, come on, get down with the thickness. <laughs> Another girl said, I forgot how hot Mikey can be some of the time. <laughs> only some. <laughs> Your response to her was perfect, though. With like only some of the time? Well, yeah, sometimes he eats chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, tell me how much you hate being desired oh. by women. Well, I wish it showed up in my real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but Mikey, Don't here's the thing. It, say it that could. because someone oh, no. might that, just show up in someone your will real show life. Up and bite so, your neck like this lady. Okay. I like my neck to be played with. I mean, I get it. Mikey, oh, that is no, not what Mikey, you say stop. in response no. to what we just said. <laughs> and expect to not get someone to show up at your house and try and bite you on the neck. 
that you have to invite them in. That's not the way it works when they're not really a vampire. Like if they're just a right. home invader. You're going to have to load up a magazine with cloves of garlic and be fucking ready. Just mashing garlic mashing into a in. clip. No bullets. I hollow out my own bullets and put garlic in them. Just like Whistler did. Anyway, mm-hmm. she's like, let's go up and talk to the the dead children, basically. So they take a Ouija board up there because they do the wheel of stupid things. This is seance and EVP. So they take the Ouija board up there. Now, did either of you notice what it said across the top of the Ouija board? No. What did it say? It says Klaatu Verata Niktu. No shit. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Love Which, it. again, is is originally from The Day the Earth Stood Still uh, as Klaatu Verata Nikto. But it was made popular in Army of Darkness where of course. Ash mispronounces it. Yeah. Again, linking this to the Evil Dead franchise. Anyway. That's an awesome homage. That's great. They are trying. They're trying to use the planchette to talk to the children. Nothing's happening. Right. And she's like, well, maybe chant this Latin thing where it says that you'll protect them. You just want to talk to them. And again, if somebody tells you to chant something in a language you don't know, don't do that. Which, which page? He even says that. He's like, oh my I'm not going to say just some crazy thing in a language I, under, I don't understand and then she says oh it's just saying this i can't remember the exact words but it's more or less i like, had this same conversation in a soccer game what where i was like i'm not gonna do this chant in another language that i don't know and they're like it's just cheering on the team but i could have gave my soul away i don't know yeah they handed me a vuvuzela and i did not ask questions mm-hmm. what were you chanting if i knew the language have ole, you been to like a pro soccer ole, yeah ole, ole, ole. yeah frito lay Anyway, he chants it against his better wishes. It's the same shit as incantation where she's like, chant after me. And I was like, no, of course not. I would have mumbled it or something. I'd been like, Klaatu, Verata, Nikto. Uh (laughs) She only explains to him like what it, she doesn't actually like give him a good reason to say it. Because he at first is like, I'm not going to say that. That's dumb. I don't even know what that means. And she doesn't No, she she goes around like Bill Murray in the first Ghostbusters when he goes to Dana Barrett's apartment. And she's like, they love this. <laughs> you love Ghostbusters so much. You didn't call her Sigourney Weaver. Like that is how much you love Ghostbusters. You remember Sigourney Weaver's character's name. Yeah. I love everything about Because you. she in these scenes, she's like, I'm a ghost hunter. Like I'm a professional ghost hunter. Like, and I'm like, oh, you need to run. Bro. She's a professional ghost. Yep. Doesn't mean she can't hunt as well as B1. Oh, well, I think she is being truthful in this moment because she does hunt other things that become ghosts with her. Like anyone that wanders into that house house she goes and turns them insane and then they become a ghost Ah, in that house with her. man netflix needs to do a reality show it's kind of like catfish but where like major relationships where you got ghosted like they track them down for you and like they did that once did they oh i probably shot them no a lot of people didn't answer i only know this because i beat they were casting it and i had friends who like got through casting on it uh where they tried to track down people who were ghosted and then they would just show up and be like why and the people would just be like i wasn't feeling it like it was like really anticlimactic oh, no it had to be like a real thing like your dad oh <laughs> that's I mean, that's a whole different bag of chips. He, he, which is what he said he was getting when he left for the store. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he says it. They hear some things in the room. And as they turn around, she's gone. And then she reappears. And he's like, what the fuck is up with you? You just keep disappearing. And he kind of like calls her a stalker. He yells at her. And she just kind of like creeps like orbs up. And is just like, 
and just bites his neck. Bites his neck like a vampire. It is terrifying. Yeah. I did not expect the turn to happen that quickly. I knew she was going to be evil, but it literally yeah. happens like 10 minutes after well, you meet her the first time. And we were watching this together and y'all were like laughing a lot. And then Paige was like, oh, this is not that scary. Todd's like, no, it's not that scary. And I was like, I was like, this takes a turn. Yeah. I was like, it'll take a turn. Well, and then he stakes her immediately. Yes. Yeah, he does. But Mikey, you said, oh, it ramps up. And I got so nervous after you said that. I was like, oh, God. This is the first one that got me because I did not see her just biting him. Me either. Yeah, this one super got me. And then when she dies from being the stab wound in the neck, allegedly, and then he freaks out like he just accidentally murdered a person. He's begging them to call the police. He's like, I need to turn myself in. I've accidentally killed her. That's super realistic. And then he turns around and her body is gone. <laughs> yes. And then when I watched this alone, I was like, oh, no, this movie's scary. Yeah. My, this, <laughs> I, I had that exact thought in that moment. I was like, fuck. We have like 40 minutes left of this. And it's already this scary. Well, and this is also where we got the in the chat. They had a change.org petition for him to stop being a <laughs> pussy, which I thought was really amazing. It was great. It was so fun. But so he her body disappears. He freaks out. He's looking at he runs. He looks at the other cameras and he can see her ghost or at least Mildred's ghost. Yes. Hanging. And so he's like, oh, it's fucking haunted. I need to get out. Right. Yeah. Um. So as he's looking through this. This is where he gets a link for in the chat for the video of like, here's the thing you destroyed in that closet. It was probably actually for protect protection. Now you've ruined it. Yeah. I love how that's like a 12 year old kid. And while the, <laughs> while he's like playing that video and it is just a video someone uploaded to him. So like right. the kid can't see him and respond or whatever. But he is like, this kid's like 12 years old. Like he's like talking to the chat about it. He's like, what does he know? Like or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, but because he can see her hanging in the hallway, he goes to try and find her because he can see it on the camera, but he can't see it with his own eyes. And as he's looking around, this is where Chrissy, who is now Mildred, like it yes. is the same. It is the same ghost, strangles and bites him. Yeah. And he throws her down the stairs and tries to leave. But she's like crawling on the stairs covered in blood. It's fucking terrifying. It is so scary, guys. It is so fucking scary. And this is where he like pulls open the grate. He finds a key, but it's not the right key. Uh, it's the key to the box, which yeah. he opens and has a picture of Mildred and her finger. So now he knows he's like, okay, this is who I'm dealing with, basically. Yes. But he is freaking out. He can't get out. The chat is like, hey, remember the upstairs windows that was open, that one? And he's like, okay. He grabs a rope. He goes upstairs. He ties it to the bed. And this is where there's the little lump in the bed that looks like a kid. God, we talked about this before. Yeah, it was so scary. Well, and as he's like running up, Do you guys want to see somebody... my little lump in a bed that looks like a kid? Nope. What? No. I have not had enough pizza for that. But this is also where we <laughs> see somebody walk past the doorway, just the the like corner oh, man yeah. or walking through Shit. the hall. And it's just like over the shoulder. Like he doesn't yeah. even see it, but it is so scary. I hate this. Oh. Yes. So the, there's a what looks like a kid under the covers, and then it like fast skitters towards you uh, under. And it's fucking terrifying, it's and he so runs. That, I mean, we all like yelled oh, at yeah. the TV in that moment. That one got me for sure. Fuck. But he like it was so fun though. Like having that moment yeah. with the three of us, like 
It's uh. it was just great. I love watching the movies with you guys. Well, he runs and forgets that he's tied up. Oh my god! So he like clotheslines himself in the hallway, which I don't think it's necessarily a nod to the ring, but like it, it is like done with that much earnestness. Like he is running full steam out of the room, and that thing yanks him back when he it, it reaches the end of the rope, just like it does for the guy in the ring. Yes, and so he takes off running. He gets another video, and this one is from a professor. It's like, hey, I translated the Latin, and it was a binding spell so you're kind of fucked basically <laughs> it's like you just gave your soul to her yeah like literally it was a spell to say that you give your soul to her it's so basically maybe, wedding vows yeah you basically might have to kill yourself essentially which is like not great and he's like i'm not going to but this is where he goes on a rant of like i was acquitted i didn't know that man was homeless i didn't know he would get hurt and we're like starting to piece together what he did to get canceled and you're like what the fuck and he's like also, I'm not racist, and you're just like, oh what is this? We don't, yeah, we don't have enough at this moment to know exactly what he did, but you're like, oh god, this sounds, this sounds so bad. bad. <laughs> like, what did you do, bro? Well, and then, and so he's hiding in a closet, and he's looking at a tablet. Yeah, and then the tablet kind of goes staticky. He lifts it up, and between his legs is Mildred's head, and she just chomps on his dick. It's so uh, that is like worst nightmare type <laughs> shit right there, like. That is so scary. It's hot. No, Mikey, it is not hot. <laughs> it's too many teeth. Yeah, that's too much teeth. I, I realize you like teeth, but that is too much teeth. I like a Chrissy in the streets and a Mildred in the sheets. You know what I'm saying, ladies? <laughs> he wants you to be supernatural in the sheets. Disembodied head in your crotch. <laughs> it is a disembodied head because he's sitting with his ass on the floor. Like, yes. it is coming up She like orbs up floor. out of the floor to be like, where that taint at? What them balls do? <laughs> what them balls taste she like? She wants a lot of kids i want a lot of kids that's not the way to make them no Mikey. that's not how you make kids you don't bite someone's balls to make kids she was like "Ooh, some utah mountain oysters Ooh, i think they're called rocky mountain oysters when they're, they're rocky mountain oysters yeah but he's in the utah mountains you know that's why i switched it up there you go yeah. uh but he runs and jumps out the second story window and lands outside with a broken leg it's not broken he 100 runs on that leg in six minutes but he cuts he it he, it's, it's it, got it's it at least got a cut it definitely There is a cut for sure. Yes. When we see the outside camera and him just like leap out the window. It's so funny. It is so funny. And there's no way that that wasn't him just jumping into like four or five mattresses stacked or whatever. Yeah, something like that. And that to me, like low budget, that stunt is super scary to me on its own. It's so fun though. But he, he lands and he's messed up. Yeah, he fully commits to it though. It's so funny. Uh, he goes into the forest to try and find the spark plugs and magically does find them. It takes no time. <laughs> literally takes no time yeah. to find it. As he goes to pick up the second one, there's like a forest golem just like, Argh. I don't, I don't that, would, that is an unexplainable creature in the woods. I don't know what it was, but I, I hated it. Never know. It's fucking terrible. And then he runs into a sheriff and you're pretty quick. Like immediately you're like, there's no sheriff. Cause he's like, Hey, where's your car? Well, I recognize the mustache from the picture of the guy who died in the bed looking at the corner man so i knew immediately that it it was the guy who died looking at the corner man but i love that he was dressed as a cop because when he thought he killed chrissy who was actually mildred but he thought he killed chrissy he was like begging them to call the cops or whatever he leaped out i think expecting the cops to be shortly there right yes so he does see a cop and he's like oh thank god you're here he hugs that guy like yes but i knew that whole time it was the bad guy and i think this point is where we start going more evil dead-ish yes and this movie does 
does have a great balance of like scares and humor. It does. Yes. Because the, this guy basically quickly is like, hey, I don't like it when you hurt people. And he's like, well, I'd never hurt people on purpose. And this is where they kind of get in a fight and he ends up kicking him in the balls and then hiding in the car. I did love that the ghost is sort of like debilitated by a kick to the groin. And like, yep. if I become a ghost and I could still have that weakness, that sucks. Like, what are we doing? Just got to die wearing a cod piece. I guess. But he can't see out the windows of the car. So he tapes a GoPro to a Slim Jim. Beef Cam. He titles it Beef Cam, which is great. But he uses that Slim Jim. To look out the window and he doesn't see anything out the window because literally as soon as he pokes that camera out, a zombified version of the sheriff breaks through the window yeah. to try and strangle him. Ugh. And it's rocking the car. He tries to shoot him with the potato gun. And my favorite, and we all laughed so hard at it, is when the, the sheriff zombie is basically trying to strangle him and he just goes, license and registration. <laughs> It is so funny. I did love, because while the, the sheriff is trying to get into the car, he is like searching for a weapon. He finds the potato right. gun and he finds a bobblehead. So he loads the bobblehead into the potato gun. It's a bobblehead of himself. Yes, yeah, it's a bobblehead yeah, of yeah, himself. I mentioned that, absolutely. It is of himself. And so he gets out of the car because the zombie sheriff guy comes in the other door and then mm -hmm. climbs on top of him and he shoots the potato gun with the bobblehead through the sheriff. Yeah, it creates and a hole. the sheriff like falls onto the potato gun and starts sliding down towards him. He like skewers <laughs> him. It is like, uh, like a zombie movie. I, I'm not sure if we've seen exactly sort of this scene in a zombie movie, but like you stab a zombie and it still walks closer trying to bite you. It looks sort of like that. Yeah. You've seen a scene like this in Tucker and Dale versus Evil when that kid impales himself and the body comes down on top of. Yes. Also, Shaun of the Dead has one kind of similar okay. to this, and it's a tetherball pole. Yeah, okay. I remember that too. Yeah, okay. But also, in the midst of this, they sent the chat sends him another video, and it's the lady who made the Hamsa. The one he actually destroyed early. Like, she, right. at 15, she was an. A nurse? A nanny. A nanny, She's thank a you. a nanny. And so she like made that there to protect her while she was in the house. Right. And she's like, you're going to die. Dude. You're fucked, dude. She, at first, she was just like explaining it to him or whatever. And then the guy who was recording the video was also watching him talk on the stream. And he was like, right. oh, grandma, he he destroyed it. And she goes, oh, he's, he's going to die. Yeah. Just like very matter of factly. It was like very convincing that she was like, oh, he's fucked. Yeah, he's going to die. Yes. And at this point, now that he skewered the guy and the tablet's broken, so he can't watch more of how to undo what he's done. He is like, well, I've got to write a note. So when they find my body, they know what happened. Now, the only thing he has to write a note on is Mildred's journal. And out of that journal falls the directions for the binding ritual that she has used to kind of bind all the ghosts to her. Yeah. And this is where he gets the idea that, like, I have to steal her following, basically, or make it impossible for her to have the power that she has over these ghosts. Which is a pretty big leap. Oh, yeah. This is a wild swing at what is going on in this, like, ghost's life. And honestly, it does not pay off the way he wants it to. So I think he was no. at least a little bit wrong. I think so. Uh, but he does, like, assemble his kit and break back into the house where he makes, like, like a spear and, and, and attaches a camera to it. So it's spear, spear cam. cam. Spear cam, yeah, baby. And I do love his, like, little kit. Like, because he puts the crucifix on. He gets, he goes back to where he found those needles like the used needles the or whatever. Oh, 
Oh, the heroin needles? Yes. He fills the heroin syringe with holy water. Holy yeah. water, yeah. All of that pays off. I loved it. I thought it was great. And so he goes back into the house and he's calling out for her and he takes the cleaver off the wall and he draws a hand on the floor, like a big chalk hand. He tries to lure her into there um, and ends up cleavering her in the head and then attaching a camera to her that says mill dead camera, <laughs> which is great. He is living the scariest night of his life. And the dude has like the presence of mind to make a joke about the title of the camera. And that to me was like, great. I loved it. Well, and with her kind of laying there, he does peek into the nursery and this is where he sees the like kid with the quarto. Oh, yeah. Which when you see that kid, knowing what's going on with Mildred, like I would not walk towards that child. Like that is not a real child. That is a ghost trying to murder me. Yeah. But the kid has got a large quarto. It's as big as he is. Like it's like a twin. I don't think they could move fast. Well, the kid doesn't come after him. Mildred comes after him because he yeah. goes into like the safe room, air yeah. quotes, and the lights go out and she's like, I need to show you something. And when the lights come back on, he's got like the milky dead eyes and he's in the tub in the bathroom. That was so freaky because I, okay, so this is the pond water, right? And this yes. is how I think Mildred kills the people who come to the house that then become ghosts with her. Right. So like she, I think, drowns them in the pond water, which is really just like dirty bath water, which is right. super gross. But and so he, we see him sort of fighting it and but her sort of drowning him. Right. And until he kind of snaps out of it and he's like, I am the influencer. And you're just like, oh, so God, funny. It, man. But it's oh, like, my God. It is like him taking back control from the possession that she's doing to get him to, quote unquote, take his own life, although under her influence. Right. Right. And it's just such a silly line to say to indicate that he's taking control back. And I loved it. Yeah. It's like, it's the humor that really makes it work. Yeah. And man, I was really impressed with this movie. <laughs> well, and this is where something comes up out of the water, like another kind of zombie. And he like strangles it in the shower curtain and stabs it with the holy water syringe. <laughs> Paige. Okay. Well, it's only got one eye because he ate the other eye. Yes. That's right. He ate the other eye. Yes. And so he stabs it. He squirts the holy water into it. And then he... Takes the shower curtain off over it, which why would you do that? Because he's right. a taunter. He likes to taunt his ghost after he kills them. Honestly, he probably did it for the views, bro. Yeah. Yeah. True. But it explodes in his face. It's real gross. It's so gross. Uh, but he then kind of like a cyst. And he had like talked about cysts earlier. So like it's it's a particular gross point. For yes, him. it absolutely is. He throws the book of poems into the hallway and then watches on the camera for it to move and then goes and tries to use the cleaver to slice around it to try and get her hand. But she jumps down from above and just says, smash that like button. Well, as, as she like smashing <laughs> his head into the ground. Oh my God. But this is where he cleavers her and puts a, a camera on her. And of course, she only stays down for a little bit. Yeah. She gets up. He lures her into the room where he's drawn the, the hand and yeah. he like tapes her down. He hits her with a chair to knock her down again. I love that because he like lures her in. Yes. And then as she gets about where she he needs her to be on the on the hand, he comes out with a chair and goes, surprise, bitch. And then so hits her good. with the chair. <laughs> it's so silly, but so funny. It's it's so great. Well, and duct tape is no match for her. She gets up and she tries to stick her fingers in her nose and her finger gets like extra long. It's real creepy. Um, oh, yeah. Well, the reason she laughs, I think, Paige, is because he did not sacrifice anything when doing yes. this spell, whatever it is. Right. right. So she knows it didn't work. 
Right. I wish my fingers could do that. Extend Just like grow that? longer? Uh-huh. What, what? Why, why is that, Mike? Can you, can you illuminate us as to why you might want your fingers to be able to... Sometimes you got some bats really far up in the cave. Yeah. I Sometimes you have to, to point. Sometimes you got to... You know what I find is really useful? When someone's like across the street and I want them to come over... Yeah, so come, like, hither, uh, yeah, come, like, hither come, come hither, a come hither motion. Length is not as powerful <laughs> as girth in that situation. I'm just here to tell you. Thank you. Hang on. Can you say that again? I'm just taking some notes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, so she is coming after him. He's crawling away. He crawls downstairs. They're like crawling after each other because she has a yeah. she has the meat cleaver in her head, and he right. is like, damn, his legs are fucked up from the jump, and like he's he's injured too. Right. So they're just like crawling down the stairs and like into other rooms, and his eyes swelling up in like real yes. time. Well, because she sprayed him with bug spray. Yeah. One of his eyes is shut at the end of this movie. Yes. Like, yeah. Well, and as he's crawling, he's like, oh my, he finds her finger and he's like, a sacrifice. Yes. That's when he learns why it didn't work, right? Right. And the chat is like, please give up. Like, please yeah. stop. Well, because he actually was like, I think I can't go any, any longer. Like, yes. I can't do this. And so, like, some of the people in chat were like, yeah, just fucking end it, bro. Like, PewDiePie's way better or whatever. Yeah, whatever. But so he cuts his own finger off with the cleaver and duct tapes it. And literally, immediately, she splorts into a giant thing of blood and is gone. And you, you watch it on the, the Mill Dead cam. Yeah, on the Mill Dead cam. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I fucking did it. He plays his outro song. He checks the stream. And he's like, I'm a little emotion. Uh, suck on that Huffington Post Dude suck on that Huffington Post Literally made me laugh And he is playing his like outro song But I really badly wanted it to be Just like the Final Fantasy bum, 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 bum. Or like Final Countdown Like da, 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 da. I would have taken either But they couldn't probably afford the rights they, to either They couldn't afford the rights um, But as he's kind of walking around the room You'll notice that he has the long crazy finger now Oh shit On his yes. hand Yes uh, and all of the ghosts in the house start to creep in because he's now bound them to himself. Yes. And it says, weak signal, your stream has ended. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. And it ends like on that, that jump scare of him opening the front door trying to get out and the last ghost kind of popping out into him. Like, oh. So yes. like, up until the very last frame of this, I was terrified. Yes. But having seen this movie, having talked about this movie, what do you guys think about Deadstream? I, I really like it. I do want a sequel where he's like in control of the ghost or some sort of evil dead ridiculous thing to go forward. Oh my, that would be fun. Yeah. Are they follow him around in his life or something where it's just <laughs> terrifying? He's still trying to do it, but like he's got like a demon key grip, like holding the mic. Like, Or the sequel could be about him trying to get his soul back from the devil, but with the ghost involved trying to stop him and stuff i kind of like it as a standalone though i, I think do like it as a i think it's fun as a standalone but I, I i loved it i thought it was super creative and it was kind of a breath of fresh air with movies uh totally a lot of the movies we've been watching lately have been like really dark yeah it's serious and i like this one because it's scary but not dark and serious if that makes sense and right you know what i think is interesting mikey is that like the horror comedies we've seen i think are funny and not scary yeah i think this is a horror comedy but it it is funny but and it's a true very hybrid. scary. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I really liked this. I think for me, I prefer this to dash cam, even though I do think dash cam is scarier. I mean, dash cam was also very scary. I, I will a hundred percent agree with that. I just find this way more watch. I'll never go watch dash cam again. I just want more haunted house movies. Just everybody keep cranking them out for me, man. Mikey, this is like your wheelhouse. And we talked a little bit about this while we were watching it, uh -huh. but like you love haunted house movies. 
and you love found footage. And this is like a perfect combination of those two things. Yeah. And I think a very Mikey package because of the comedy element of it. But it's also still very scary. Oof. It's like watching someone you know go through it. Are you saying that because it's like if I was going through it? I mean, that's not what I'm saying. It's not <laughs> what I'm not saying. That's what people are saying. Yeah, I hear people talking about it. A lot of people are talking about it. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. Yeah, listen. There's a Facebook comment already of like, how mad is Todd that you think this is just like him? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I saw that. I saw that comment. I didn't respond to it, but I mean, I get it. Like, I understand why you saw that. I saw me in this guy. And I do think the only difference would be um, in some of the less scary moments, I would have just been making up songs about random things in the room. And that's that little sweet portion that I bring to the table. There but yeah, you go. No, there I, you I, go. I really do love this movie. I probably will not watch it again unless I'm forced to. But this is one of those movies that makes me want to watch it until I get so comfortable with the scary moments that I can watch it and not have to worry. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have any, any of the scared anxiety that I have when I watch these movies because it is like worth it. Like it is that good of a movie. It's very fun. It, yeah. It's insane to me how like solid this movie is and how I've never heard of these people who made this movie. They just crushed it and I'm sure this is not their first attempt at a movie, but like they crushed this. Well, and, and this is one of those things where like we try to do popular movies that people have seen that they can easily stream because we want people to be able to interact with the show in that way. But sometimes it's really fun to do a movie that not many people know about and maybe isn't as widely known because it might still be awesome. And I think this is kind of the perfect intersection. I 100% agree. But. Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Very few. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Very your few, few fun, fun facts. facts. So this, I, I already kind of blew one fun fact with uh, the Klaatu Verata Niktu, but this movie was also filmed in the same house as the 1999 HBO film Made Men, starring Jim Belushi, Michael Beach, and Timothy Dalton. Okay. Um, it's just hmm. super run down now. And Chrissy's button on her jean jacket before she turns into Mildred says dead inside. Hinting at her being a supernatural <laughs> entity. That is wonderful. Now, this movie, while not directly associated with Evil Dead, borrows heavily from the series. Uh, both main characters sever a body part, specifically part of their hand. Uh, both summon spirits using an incantation on accident. Both get covered in body fluids and both employ slapstick comedy. I do think that, like, if you like Evil Dead, you will probably like this movie. I, I think, think that's a yes, one hundred percent. I do think maybe Evil Dead is funnier on some level and yes. not as scary. I think that's Bruce Campbell. A I think bit, so too. You know? I, I also think Bruce Campbell is way more charming than this guy is in this movie. And I think that's by design. I think that's a character yes. choice. You know, that he's trying to do that annoying Todd impression that he's doing, and I get it. <laughs> but whereas Evil Dead is not necessarily scary, this very much is. Right. Uh, and those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. I wish I could do box office because I am interested to know how much this movie costs them to make because this kind of stuff, especially the low budget stuff, is super interesting to me. Like how... Do you make a movie on a, this quality of a movie on that low of a budget? Yeah. But I just don't know those figures because they have not shared that information and they may never share that information. It's completely up to them. So, yeah, we don't have anything for box office. I apologize. Wow. I guess I'll do the scary scale. Yeah. So, Mikey, maybe you could hit us with the scary scale. Yeah. Our scary scale listeners, how scary we found the film. We watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Todd. I'm gonna give it a 7 Okay I'm gonna give it a 4 It scared me I, I forgot all the jump scares And I got scared all over again To this today 
What was it the first time you saw it though, Mikey? Because this is your second watch? Question mark. It's it had to be up there. It had to be when I and I watched it alone, so it was scarier. Probably like a seven. Yeah, you guys saw me. I was yelling. I was jumping out of my seat. So scared. After her body disappears. When he sneaks down the stairs with her hanging body and moves the tablet and her face is there, I was like, fuck this movie. Yeah, 100%. That was the moment I was like, I hate this. I hate this so much. I can't do this anymore. I hate this movie. But it is like the humor moments that bring you back. Like, it really does. Well, and I guess for me, there's a, a point where even though there are those moments, like the, those jump scares, for me, it's still fun. And so I'll be like, ah, <laughs> and like laugh out of it. Yes. For me, I just feel so anxious the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the jump scares, like I do jump, they do scare me, but then there is no release from that. It's just like the anxiety is just still there. So like, I can't, I, it doesn't make me want to laugh afterwards. I, I mean, I, you saw me laugh way too much. No, I mean, yeah, you, you were laughing almost the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say three, you're like, yeah, that's about what I saw. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you were, you were incorrect with your scale. No. <laughs> so this week, Mikey, oh. you made us watch Deadstream. Next week, it is listener requests. And the listeners whittled down their choices to four choices. The menu, knock on the cabin, orphan, first kill, and terrifier. And in their infinite wisdom, the listeners overwhelmingly chose the menu for us to do next week. So your homework for next week is to, let's just do this. Treat yourself to a nice, lovely meal and try not to die at that dinner and then go home and watch the menu. And then check back next week for that episode. But Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast. And that is to leave us a five-star text review and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I'm going to do Therapy for a Therapist. Oh, okay. Is that the name of the person who uh, left the review? That's the title of her review. Okay. Uh, It's Redhead Chick 95. I was about to say, how do you know it's a her? But that makes sense. Look me up, girl. So the review starts, Paige, Todd, and Mikey are sometimes the only thing holding me together during my busy days as a social worker, full-time grad student, and weekend bartender. Oh, wow. You're busy. Yeah. Most of my free time is in the car, and these guys keep me company through good days and bad and make me laugh even when it seems impossible. Aww. I can especially relate to Mikey because I also work in the mental health and crisis prevention, and I love movies as an escape. That's Aww. like you, Mikey. That's what you do. Yes, I, that's what I do. And I do like redheads grow, so hello. <laughs> the, Mikey, finish reading the review before you try and pick sorry, up the reviewer. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Paige is one of the funniest people I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, and an inspiration to me to keep working hard. Todd is okay too. Wow. Really? Is that what it says? <laughs> yeah, it does say that. Wow. No, it says, then it says dot, 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 dot. Just kidding. He's amazing. And oh, we, okay, okay, okay. And we geek out about movies and music the same way, but pretty much he's okay too. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you were just refocusing on that. She didn't say that again. <laughs> Thank you so much for all you guys do. If I could give a speech thanking people at my graduation in a month, you guys would be high on the list. Five stars. Well, here's the deal. Just maybe walk up there and start giving that speech. I'm not sure they'd stop you. I mean, they probably would. They probably would. That's probably a bad idea. Don't do that. Well, thank you so much for the awesome five-star review, Redhead Chick 95 And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review and possibly hit on you, leave us a five-star review. <laughs> so, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do we are 
at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at MRandolph24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to Patreon.com slash Horror Virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable, that's fine, but if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash virgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box, so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And if you haven't noticed, since October 1st, we have been running the new Horror Virgin blog. And when I say we, I really mean Katie from the Facebook group. She's been running everything. She's like the managing editor of the Horror Virgin blog. So if you haven't been to our Horror Virgin blog, go check it out. It's at horrorvirgin.com slash blog. You'll see it. It's awesome. There's a lot of great articles. I mean, at the end of October, we have 31 awesome articles up, but check out our awesome Horror Virgin blog up now. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenagers have been driving her crazy. She's biting people on the neck for no reason. Unprovoked. Like, you don't... No, listen. Unprovoked. anybody does that to me, I'm going to lose my mind. Tia's teenagers, stop doing that. This episode also brought to you by John, and John wants us to watch a video. So I'm going to share my screen and share the video with you now. Are you guys ready? Boom. It's called I've Been Waiting to Do This for a While Now. Oh, nice. Oh, they've. Oh, I literally made a Team, uh, yeah. team America Come joke on earlier again, today. Motherfucking day, yeah. But it's Captain America. So it's the Team America theme song with Captain America kicking ass. And honestly, yes. that is what I wanted. I didn't love the marionette now version we got. got to answer to America. <laughs> I didn't hate the marionette Fuck version, yeah. but. It's suck on my balls. balls. My favorite part of this song is when they just list all the things at the end that they think are American. Yes. And it's both the funniest and most offensive part of the song. Yeah. But it is also wildly accurate. And that's why it's so funny to me. (gasps) McDonald's. Fuck yeah. Oh, they cut it off (laughs) right before it happened. Is it Trey Parker or Matt Stone's band? I can't remember. It's Trey Parker. Okay, yeah. It, but yeah, it's McDonald's. Fuck yeah. yeah. IRS. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and there are, it just gets progressively more and more offensive. It is uh, great. It, I'm always tickled. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for that awesome video. And we appreciate it. And thank you so much for the support. We now return you to another episode of uh, The, the Patreonicals. All right, look, this isn't going to be a good episode. I'm tired. We're all tired. Mikey, I've been up for 23 hours, and we're about to go pick up Mondo. <laughs> you you yes. can go to sleep, and Paige and I can go pick him up.
No, and then here you guys give me shit about not going to Waffle House for four we years. We wouldn't do that. We would enjoy it probably the most out of any meal that we've had so far. I one day I'm gonna stop thinking you're making jokes and start to get really offended by all of this. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like take it however you want, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying you can go to sleep if you need to. It's not gonna, we're gonna we have plenty of time to go to Waffle House with, with Mondo. Yeah, like tonight. Waffle House, fuck yeah! Give me some motherfucking omelets. Okay, <laughs> Mikey, if you don't start Patreonicals, Paige and I are going to start singing. Yeah, it's just what's going to happen. I'm trying to start, but you can't. You keep interrupting me. I apologize. Okay, it opens up on the Monstar. Nice. It, there's a planet of adorable half elf type people who are peaceful and all live in trees, and their whole planet is peaceful. What's the name of their planet, Mikey? Half Elf Forest Peaceful Planet. The planet. That is a long name. I, I do like how it's all of those things. Colon the planet. <laughs> they're very like app. They just they're, they're not very, very analytical. Like, Everything has yeah. to be most mm-hmm. correct. Yes. Okay. Sort of like Spock's people on some level. Right. Which makes sense because the ears, if you think about it. The open up and then Wes, the handsome guy, they're forcing him to look at the planet. Uh, Aaron, the moon general is Libby, the new Mun queen. Yes. Because she, like, had a coup and took over. Yeah. 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 And uh, her and Alex, the magician, are making out. And, and then they get on the, the comms and they're like, tell us where the people are. We want to see them dancing. <laughs> we want to know where the people are. We don't have a name for the other group of people. I just thought of that. Well, anyway, the Force Planet doesn't know. And so they're like, fuck it. What's the opposite of a crouton? <sighs> Wet bread. So it's. Pasta. Pasta is the opposite of a pasta. crouton. Yeah. Pasta. Okay. Well, anyway, they're like, well, if y'all don't really know, you stupid analytical elves, uh, <laughs> we're just going to blow your whole planet up. And then they do. What? And the, pl- the planet blows up. Billions die. The Pastafarians get killed? <laughs> they're dead. Oh, they're so dead. Like body so, parts hit the spaceship. So dead. I wish I had known that they weren't going to be around very long when I asked you to like define their planet for us and have me emotionally connect to half elf forest land the planet i could be halfway done with this episode but todd is adding a lot to this episode mikey (laughs) here's what you don't realize here's why it's so tragic is because like when they exploded they hit the walls of the spaceship and they were al dead (laughs) (laughs) they also had cured cancer but not shared it with anyone else oh damn it (laughs) so they their body parts hit the the view screen of the munship and alex and Libby turn on their big wiper awkwardly make out and butt sex in front of what the what? why butt sex is not the way it sounds like it, it's they touch butt to butts. butt they touch like they just rub butts, butts. Yeah. yeah they rub butts uh, and then Alex the magician's like I made that planet disappear ta-da, ta-da. and they're like we need to find the, the group before they get to the center of the galaxy so cut to the man other ship the Santa Maria and they're the ones going to the center of the galaxy to find the crystal right it's got the Santa it's like the Santa Maria with spaceship wings and like lots of domes it's bigger it's got it's, it's fun but they've landed on a planet to like ask for directions. It's like a carnival cruise ship in space, Paige. Two zip lines, three water slides, pizza 24 hours a day, mm. and norovirus to anyone who wants it. You're going to love the rock wall in zero G. <laughs> Did you say wave pool? More like grave pool. I'm sorry. I'm getting out of hand. I'm getting too excited. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen you two so hyped when I've got to this part of the, uh, of the we podcast. We have had too I'm many energy to drinks it. today. I'm not used to you two talking and just being like, wrap it up, Mikey. 
Well, I could just go back to looking at pictures of hot people on my phone. Mikey, I would never tell you to wrap it up because I know you don't handle it well when you hear that news. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay, so they stop at a space gas station. Of course. I mean, how else are you going to get around, guys? You got to ask for directions. Yeah. So uh, Isaac goes to the little deli counter they have, and he orders uh, body parts so he can do his cannibalism. At the Which gas body station. parts? We don't know. That's it's a species that has uh, it's there's they're like uh, octopi, but they're a sentient space beings, and but their their limbs grow back, so they cut off their own limbs, cook them, and then serve them to other species on at rest stops. Okay. I love this rural gas station attendant alien you've created for us. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> and then uh, Kate is um, she's like talking to the dude, and he's like she's he's like. Where's the center of the galaxy? And he's like, I'll draw you a map. With one of my other seven arms while I cook and prepare my eighth arm for you all to eat. Uh, Karun and (laughs) Natasha, who are the last two Kryptonians left. Of course. um, They buy a radio, a space radio, because they're looking for surviving Kryptonians. When you say space space radio, you don't mean like AM radio. You mean like a ham radio that you can like talk over. It's an SM radio. First like space. S&M. Yeah. I do love a, a good BDSM radio. Anyway, they're going to try to look for survivors of their species. Okay. Because their planet got blown up. Yeah. Yeah. And then Allie the mermaid, she's inside. She's getting snacks. So she's getting, they actually have like little canisters of fish food that she can sprinkle out and they float in the zero G and she just. She like just swims up to them and eats them. Uh-huh. I do love that. Is it like tuna fish? Is she eating tuna fish? That actually brings up an interesting question. Does she eat human food or does she eat like fish food? She can do both. Okay. I guess humans, I guess I could eat fish food if I wanted to. Yeah, we can all do both, actually. Both species can do both. Okay. Yeah, that answers all that. Anyway, <laughs> Bo Easy, the Florida man, he is inside the gas station, and he is just buying Bud Light. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, other you know things like gas station supplements to me you know he's like he's like i need some bud light i need a five hour energy some condoms a snack pack and the male enhancement pills that definitely work yeah he's like if i take yes he's like intergalactic male enhancement pills what's not i mean it's gotta work mikey would you try him in space yeah i mean i I see what was up yeah maybe this rural gas station attendant figured it out maybe i don't understand science and that's a weird way to start this sentence but here we are maybe i don't understand (laughs) science but if there's less gravity couldn't your erection get taller because nothing's holding it down i gotta get to space (laughs) get your ass to mars (laughs) that doesn't work Paige, because if you have an erection and you point down it does not get taller as well oh hey yeah well yeah that's true I did a science experiment just now in I'm, my head. Thanks for informing me about the science. Yeah. Science. Welcome back to Boner Busters, where we break <laughs> down <laughs> all the boner <laughs> myths <laughs> out <laughs> and tell you if they're a myth or not. She bonered me with science. <laughs> Jeremy with laser eyes. <laughs> Jeremy with laser eyes. He uses his laser eyes to uh, warm up a kebab. But then at the corner of his eye, in the back of the gas truck stop space station, he sees that they sell robotic replacement toes and he finds a replacement toe and he cries tears of laser joy. Oh my God, Mikey. If he has a robotic toe, he'll be unstoppable. Who could stop a man with a robotic toe? <laughs> we have the technology. We can refoot him. <laughs> Retoe, technically. Oh, Lauren, the cave person, goes in there and buys some gummy snacks. Nice. Okay. <laughs> 
that's all I got for that one. Uh, Mr. Rage Bomb is messing around with their time device. Hell yeah. With uh, Dreskel. And, and he's like, this, like we're being like a whole space empire's average. We got to get better. And he's, and Dreskel's like, we've got to keep going towards the center until we get this uh, damn thing working. Um, we need something. I don't know what it is. Like we're trying to figure it out. And they're just, he's just like, damn it, dude. And he's like, I'm just going to, my only skill is to blow up. And it's really hard to make that useful in deep space. And like in every episode. Yeah. It's like real hard. And then Dreskel's like, especially in a time of relative peace. Yeah. And he's like, shut the fuck up, bro. I think maybe he can do something with the engine because of his explodey power capability. No, nah, he just goes inside in peace. <laughs> he's like you can make him useful nah he's just gonna take a leak <laughs> mm-hmm. um vance hh H. holmes he actually kills another pass another <laughs> innocent passerby he's like i made this totally nondescript trailer i'd like you to step inside <laughs> yeah he invites them into like a little trailer and kills them and uh, that person had a family waiting back in their car that they'll never see. That Why are you giving me their backstory after their death? <laughs> he had three kids and he was really excited because one of them had cancer and they were getting the cure from the analytical elf planet slash the colon planet. And now they're not going to get it. So that family's had a real bad time. <laughs> oh, my God, Mikey. You have killed in this moment the father of this family. But. Whenever the cancer takes that child, that child's gonna go. That's what the happens when people. the Aquarius takes wow. that. <laughs> uh, this may be the darkest patrionical episode ever. <laughs> Veronica, the heavy metal bitch, she goes inside <laughs> and she's playing her guitar. And then the. Uh, can we? I don't know if we should call our patrons bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like when you two pay attention to this section of the podcast that no one has paid attention to in like two months. I give you 100% every Patreonical. <laughs> you can go back and listen. Anyway, the, the gas station attendant is like that. That's what I'm looking for. I need that as the music of this gas station. And then he records her and now they play it on loop. I love that they have music in space, like specifically music. <laughs> The lost Russian astronaut, he buys some vodka because... He wants to feel at home. I get that. Yeah, his whole character is a Russian stereotype at this point. We'll do better <laughs> next week. Oh, yes. You mean cosmonaut Yakov Smirnov? Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Cosmonaut is his name. It's a secret <laughs> name. Oh, yeah. The very secret name, Andrew, mm-hmm. his first name, and then cosmonaut, what he does. Uh, so Captain Bruder... He gets the directions and inputs them into Sunzi, the AI robot. And Sunzi's like, Vance had killed somebody in the ship. And uh, what are we going to do about it? And Jennifer with a PH, who I forgot what I did with her last week. She now makes force fields. Okay. And she puts Vance in a force field for now. And they're and Bruder like gets on the PA and he's like, everybody get back to the ship. We got a problem. And that's how the thing ends. Oh, wow. It's leaving it on quite a cliffhanger here. But I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out what happens on another episode of uh, The the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week.
Bye! We need to leave to go pick up Mondo Nerds!